Welcome to another Onyx Edge Studios podcast. OnyxEdgeStudios.com, the website where you can find the watches on the couch. How should I bro? Rent is due. And the high files, and of course, on the road with Thorhammer. OnyxEdgeStudios.com, OnyxEdgeStudios.com. We uh, specialize in all things podcasting. We uh, have been working to provide more interesting content, more uh, video podcasting, and uh, we are excited about everything new coming up, and uh, you can find all that stuff always at onyxstudios.com. Do the uh, show plugs. Next show, my birthday weekend, August 25th through the 27th. Full Terror Assault 2. Cave in Rock, Illinois. There's going to be camping. All kinds of fucking awesome stuff. We'll be there Saturday night. 1.30 in the morning. At the tent nearest to the main stage. Just come check it out. Des Moines, Iowa, September 3rd. Dark Mirror House, 20 bucks, get you in. Uh, a re- absolutely redonkulous uh, assembly of bands for that show. And of course, you can find all of our plugs on our Facebook page. Look it up. Uh, new merch plugs, uh, purple logo stickers, green t shirts, both on. Thorhammer.bandcamp.com, or you can message me any way that you feel uh, is suitable, and I will get you that stuff. That's all I got for plugs, guys. I'm recording this the morning after our Just Bill show. Sunday morning, sun just came up. It's still humid as fuck outside and inside this Jeep. Uh, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the body pains of, uh, set right now, and, uh, it, normally when I get body pains, it means that I was doing something right. Actually, it probably has more to do with, like, the loading and unloading the equipment that's heavy as fuck, but, uh, nonetheless, as previously mentioned... The set went amazing. Uh, another show first at the very last minute, maybe like an hour before the show, or maybe a couple hours before the show. It was decided that uh, there was going to be no door guy, and it was going to be a free show. So lots of people came out, lots of uh, podcast listeners and good friends of mine. Thank you to all of you who came out. You know who you are. The other two bands also kicked ass. Uh, Megalith and Sons of Vulcan. Sons of Vulcan was an instrumental thing. They played for... All the bands got equal amount of time. About 45 minutes sets. So that was cool too. Uh, normally you don't get 45 minutes. You get half an hour. Because there's six bands on a show, on every fucking show, and it doesn't make sense. Even the out-of-town shows, they cram a lot of bands on. uh, But I guess the more bands you have, the more chance it is that people are going to come out. So there's a theory behind that. But, uh... Yes, the show went fucking great. Dedicated our set to Chris Pruitt. And, um, yeah, I couldn't be happier with it. Lots of great times. This week's podcast, let's get to it, guys. First time guest, long time friend. Mr. Brian Kennedy is on the show. This show will be split into two parts. We had a lot of fun recording in my apartment and uh, on the on the way from his place to my apartment. 
And uh, it's hard for me to remember exactly what's in the first part. But I do know that we talked a little bit about a Greyhound trip we took to go see a Dream Theater show in 2006. I believe I've mentioned it maybe on the on the podcast before, our trip to New York City. A uh, little bit of talk about Frank Zappa and Dweezil Zappa. And uh, I think uh, in this part we may dig into our... Uh, our uh, history as friends growing up and our connection to each other via rock and roll. Brian is is certainly a character and not a lot of people get to talk to him or see him as often as they'd like. So Brian, make some efforts to come out of your shell a little bit. Bring Judith with you. She's a great dog. Stick around after this uh, portion of the podcast for some live stuff. And, uh, Tim, start the thing. Start it. God damn it. Do the uh, call for karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably best that we don't, because I'll try to sing like Rush or something, and I don't have. I don't know about you, but I don't have the range. <laughs> well, it's pra- practice makes perfection. That's true. Yeah. We're taking care of everything. See, but. That's just you making a voice. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, not really me singing. That's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He doesn't even sing that high anymore. No, he doesn't <laughs> sing that high. Yeah. But they, uh, it's, you know, his voice changed. So <laughs> yeah. you can't really be expected <laughs> yeah. to sing in those high registers. <laughs> yeah. It still fucking amazes me, like, uh, how high he gets on, like, hemispheres. Oh, that's my favorite Rush album ever. Yeah, and I know that. But, <laughs> but he, you know, I don't think, I, I think I've read somewhere, maybe, that they didn't realize how high in the notes they were getting. Really? That he would have to sing. And, because they write vocals at the at, after everything else. Yeah, oh, right? yeah, of course. So... When when they finally got around to writing stuff like circumstances and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like he's like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, I don't even know what notes those are, but I'm a drummer, so I can't be expected to. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll leave the blasting in the in the thumb of the you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it ain't no James Labrie F sharp though. That might be the greatest note in the history of recorded sound, that James Labrie F sharp. He, uh... I'd go to New York again for that. (laughs) He really nailed that one. (laughs) A lot of people talk trash on the Labrie, but, you know, he's he's kind of... Maybe he's a little bit more of an acquired taste, but... Well, that, uh... That New York show in specific... In particular, he was fucking on it. Oh god! Like, there's what is this kid doing? We're we're Someone's driving. Someone's playing in traffic. We're driving right now. <laughs> there's a kid. He just looked over his shoulder. Uh, good thing he did. Uh, well, if you got a death warrant, he's <laughs> someone's got a death wish. We should we should definitely get into the New York City stuff if you want to talk about that. Of, 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 dream, of Dream Theater? Of... Of the NYC of, trip? Of our trip. Oh, God. Well, first, it was a late night, and it was storming. And it was like, we were partying at the... Where uh, Tony and Chris used to live at the yeah. old Francis house. Right. And we were... And it was like, we gotta go. 
Yeah. <laughs> we had made plans for people to ride with us up to... Uh, do you want to go inside or do you want to... Well, I'm not hungry or anything. No, hungry. So okay. just I'm just going to grab something. Yeah, you want to grab something. That's, that's We're cool. making a... This is a podcast first drive through. <laughs> yeah. Nobody better start stealing our ideas either. <laughs> we take a pause for the cause. Yeah. Slow choice. 667 <laughs> was the total. Almost. Uh, almost a super metal uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, price for this White Castle deliciousness. Yeah, one penny off from metal. Yeah, so now it's Christian. Now it's Christian White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's seven seven seven. It is. Is the is it? it but also eight 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 in Greek was was a G like gamatria and stuff like that. Well, the podcast listeners are learning some shit today. Uh, you guys want to learn about Kabbalah? <laughs> so Greek Hebrew Kabbalah. So we had arranged for Nate and somebody else to take my car home with them after we got dropped off at a Greyhound bus station. <laughs> yeah. And then we ended up having to wait at the bus station for like a couple of hours. Oh my god! I just man, I just remember that it was like a couple. Of, it was like three in the morning. And we're standing on the corner, all tired from New York. And then there was the tornado on the way back that almost got you from the gas. <laughs> it almost swept you away from the gas station. Holy fuck! Yeah, well, we just skipped through a whole lot of shit there. But uh, I don't remember a lot of the trip up because. I just remember it like nerves of like this is taking a long fucking time. Uh, you brought a couple of books. This is before we had smartphones, so we couldn't just sit there. And <laughs> yeah, this is before technology. We had, I had my CD player, Walker yeah. CD player. <laughs> yeah, and we had like five CDs that we just kept playing them over. We and had over. a <laughs> we had a Bob Marley's Exodus album, Octavarium, uh, and a. Uh, Dream Theater doing Dark Side of the Moon with the yeah. bonus disc of a saucer full of Floyd. Well, we bought that at the show and listened to that on the way back. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I bought because that was the first place that that was available. Really? Yeah, was that. I remember those dudes from like Greece or Turkey or something crying. They were so happy. They were, <laughs> crying those, they were like crying those tears of joy. There was like hardly anybody from New York actually at the show. Yeah, yeah. It was like, a, it was. Truly a melting pot. Then there was that Dream Theater groupie. Yeah. The one she was like, ah, the only girl here. <sighs> <laughs> the Dream Theater fans are kind of nerdy. I think that's well known, <laughs> yeah. well documented. Uh, Valedictorian music <laughs> for sure. There's that meme. There's that meme that's like Dream Theater mosh pit, and it's just a bunch of kids in a classroom. Like, oh really? Look, like, like their head is like. Uh, lean down into their work like studiously you know <laughs> that's hilarious I haven't seen that yet but that's hilarious uh, but yeah so we got there at 3 o'clock in the morning like he mentioned and we walked and around Times Square though for like 13 hours straight yeah well we oh wait we, no we went around like the whole we went to Man- Times Man- Square <laughs> yeah we went to Times Square first and then walked like all the way downtown towards Statue of Liberty. Uh, yeah, then we went to Ellis Island. It was cold on that dang boat. There. <laughs> Renegade was there. <laughs> Gotta pause it again. Sorry. I know I'm being a jerk. <laughs> so, my food is just sitting here on the other side of this glass. There's a survey on your receipt. If you give us five stars, you can get three free sliders. Alright. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Have a good night. You too. So did she say if you give them five stars, you just get free sliders? <laughs> yeah. So who would give them? Who would give them four stars? <laughs> apparently, like they have this racket going now where they're bribing people into giving them perfect ratings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I would give them if I could give half a star. I would give them four and a half because <laughs> yeah. they made me wait an extra two minutes to get my food while I was just sitting there. Like, there's no reason for her to make me wait. And you didn't even ask for ketchup. Yeah, I didn't ask for, <laughs> I didn't ask for fucking a goddamn thing extra. 
Excuse me while I besmirch the Lord's name. Uh, he'll forgive you. He'll forgive you. That's what he does. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's He's known for that. Yeah, it? God's known for his forgiveness. <laughs> Satan's the one that does it. Uh, yeah, so... Where were, we, where were we before I grabbed my food from that lady? Uh, we, we took a... Uh, we were talking about... Uh, we don't remember much of the ride up to oh, NYC. But we... We were uh, we were walking down towards Statue of Liberty. So Statue of Liberty. No, first thing we did. First thing we did is Times Square. Then walked around just aimlessly for a little while. Yeah, and I got like Starbucks at every block. Yeah. And then <laughs> then and when, once the sun came up, we went to Central Park. Oh, that's when we saw every type of dog that it was in, in right, existence. Exactly. <laughs> the only place apparently to take. Your dogs in New York is Central Park, right? Like, well, yeah. Well, I mean, everywhere else is street. Yeah. Oh, we went to Ground Zero too. Yeah. That was that Ground was a Zero. somber moment. Uh, I we, fell in love with that French chick for five minutes. That was memorable. <laughs> that was before. This was 2006, I think. So this was like before they had built anything there. It's just a big hole in the ground still. Yeah, it's literally just a 16-acre hole. Rubble. Yeah, and there's, there was still, like, construction equipment and shit in there. People playing violins and, like, crying and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty, uh... We, pretty we, somber. We, sat, we stood there for, like, 10 or 15 minutes, and we're like, all right, I think we're done here. Then we ended up in like Chinatown or something. Well, yeah, we had to, we had to walk through all the all the fucking boroughs, all the all the uh, crazy neighborhoods to get uptown after Statue of Liberty. But there was a couple parts where we had to like watch each other's back, man, yeah. <laughs> and make sure no like. Actually, we recorded last weekend. We recorded the fiftieth episode, which will be the week after this one. All right, and. I mentioned how I got ripped off by that guy. Oh, you swore to do We, we vowed yeah. never to well, bring that up. That was when I felt like a complete idiot about it and would rather nobody ever know about it. But now I'm. it's been like 10 years, so... <laughs> we, we vowed to keep that a secret. <laughs> we both vowed to take I'm that kinda, to the grave. I'm over it now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> with... with uh, with age comes wisdom. You know what I'm well, saying? Of course, of and course. And you realize, like, yeah, I was the dumbass that let that happen. Yeah, just think of the killing that guy makes all the time, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that guy, whoever that dude is, and I'm just going to name him Rufus. <laughs> that Rufus fucking still does that. Rufus the hustler. Rufus definitely still fucking does that. I, I, I bet he's doing it right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it might be dark. It might be dark by now, so he's not hanging around the tour spot. Even better, the people can't see the cards. <laughs> yeah, he's a hustler. I don't even know if it was cards or what it was. It was some kind of game. Some kind of street game. It was like three card Monty yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, that's I was I was I thought that was the name of it when I mentioned it last week. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> got ripped off. Luckily, I made sure it wasn't all my money, though. Like, I bet, like... Yeah. I bet, like, half of the money I brought or something like that, which is fucking stupid. But <laughs> it, took, it took a big chunk out of our cigarette budget, though. <laughs> it totally did. I, I had, like, just enough money to get back on the trip with, you know? Because, of course, I had to buy, like, five things from the merch table, too. Oh, yeah, that was a once-in-a-lifetime show. Which was the... Uh, which was the Pink Floyd tribute album that Dream Theater did and which is killer and the t-shirt the uh, 20th anniversary show exclusive t-shirt that I got yes which I had Portnoy signed at a later date oh man yeah, Dude, was so. he like you were there yeah yeah I I actually met him uh, in Kansas City and I was with Clint and Matt Green and is they Clint, had, Clint like DT uh, around that time, yeah, he did. He might still like a, a couple albums by them. He better. <laughs> I actually haven't talked to Clint in years. I, I saw him a couple months ago when uh, Chris Willie's last group, I can't remember what they were called, was playing at Pegs. Oh, yeah? And I saw Clint up there, but I think he lives in, like, Chicago now or something. Um, Yeah, he did at least for a little while. I don't know if, he's, if they moved back or not. 
But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I haven't seen him in years. But they, uh, I've got. In order to get the maximum amount of things signed for myself, <laughs> I handed my two friends stuff to have them get stuff signed too. You know what I'm saying? I heard he's short. Like five. Oh yeah, Porter like, is totally short. I heard he's like Joey Jordison small or something. Yeah, oh he definitely is. Did you hear about Joey Jordison? This guy doesn't want to merge. How he had like uh, that disease or something that's like yeah, MS yeah. and he couldn't play he had to learn how to play drums again? Yeah, he uh well he he started again, he's in another he started a death metal band now. He's not doing the Scar the Martyr anymore? I don't think so. Maybe he might be, but he definitely started another band with some other dudes. Like, I think he's doing the musician thing now where, like, like Portnoy is, where they're not making enough money off the one band, so they have to fucking spread their shit around. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, play in as many bands as possible, pretty much, and release as much music as possible. Slipknot's a cash cow these days, really. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I don't know about the old material, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure those first few records make a lot of money, but, like, uh... They 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 tour still so most I think I think they most oh, of yeah. the money most of the money they make is off of touring which is like every other band you know I heard uh it's like us too you know like we only ever make money when we hit the road yeah that's the, that's that's like the way it is that's these it. days is like putting in that work right that's all that's all you can do because people want to listen to stuff for free right and kind of the old days it was classic yeah, they do where it's like judge an Oops. album by that. Sorry, listeners. Technical difficulties. I might edit that out. It's still going, so. <laughs> now experiencing technical difficulties. Yeah, we'll try it. I'll try not to elbow it if that's what I did. I don't even know how that knocked off. Yeah, keep it in there. It makes but, it more uh, organic. Yeah, for sure. The best art happens by mistake. Well, I, you know, I still haven't quite figured out how to uh, dampen the spikes in the audio. And I, I need to just look up a YouTube video on how to do that. But anyway, that's it's getting to <laughs> those guys. Yeah, those people. They're like, I got a new mic. Yeah. Everyone in my comments was telling me to get a new mic, so <laughs> so I got one. <laughs> so you stop complaining. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, eventually we get to the Dream Theater show, and like we said, we we stood out front, and there was all the nerdy Dream Theater fans. And to some extent, we are too, but, you know, not... <laughs> well, we did ride a Greyhound bus up to New York City. I mean... <laughs> sure, but that's, that's more... pretty dedicated. <laughs> that's, yeah, dedication is one thing, but, like, I I think... Uh, that's true. We weren't wearing pocket protectors. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, our, gla- our glasses aren't taped together in the middle, and... Uh, I think that I think that we were it was the experience that we were searching for you know what I'm saying like oh, that's, the whole package the adventure of going up there yeah. and just to top it off with the uh, DT's at that time I was at that time I was truly like as broke as possible and I just happened to scrape together all the money I could you know yeah I was gonna move to Chicago and, like, and then you were like DT's we're gonna go to uh, in NYC for 20th anniversary and I was like fuck I'm in. fuck moving for now <laughs> yeah. yeah so I ain't gonna miss that I can move anytime I want yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we so we walk in or actually we're getting ready to walk in and they hype up people by bringing out the fucking cameras oh yeah the DVD cameras so that's the first shot we get in for the DVD and then we walk inside and then they got you a close up. Well, yeah, you had to <laughs> use the bathroom really bad by that point. <laughs> yeah, because I drank like thirty cups of Starbucks. Right. <laughs> so, so as soon as we get in, you bolt to the bathroom, <laughs> but I bolt to the very end of the merch table, and on the far end of the merch table, there is the stairs to go up to the next mezzanine level, level or whatever. Yeah, and. That's where the camera guy stood, so I was in a direct line of sight for the second shot that I got in, mm-hmm. that you weren't in. The money shot. The money shot. I still get teary-eyed it's, when I see it. When I see fucking, it on there. Dude, it's pretty fucking amazing. Like, I'm like, like if anybody's there, like, our band's coming out with a DVD, it's like, oh, I'm on a Dream Theater DVD. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even need to try to get on another DVD ever again. I think that might have completed my life, maybe. Then, yeah. Uh, but well, maybe not completed it. I still, I, I hope I still got a bit more living to do. <laughs> so, uh, we we 
get into the show finally. Our seats are way the fuck up top, but it does not even matter. Because uh, they play Metropolis. Yeah, they play Metropolis. <laughs> they played a, a hefty amount of songs spanning their entire career. And you can go check out the Dream Theater score. They played like the anniversary. They degree. played like the entire six degrees of inner turbulence, the yep. 40 minute one. Yep. Uh, that was brutal. It was pretty fucking amazing. And the surprise of a symphony that they... Which you called on the way up there. Yeah, well, there was a lot of speculation. And they, you, we knew they were going to do something special, you know. And they totally did. Iron uh, Mike Portnoy. And then, then after the fact, uh, we had to, like, basically power walk or run. We ran. We met yeah. up with my old buddy Fred. Yeah, and they got the, us. Uh, and they got us. We went to that French fry place and well, got the, us like we two were, tall boys. We had to get back to the train station on time or the bus station so that I could grab my stuff. That's right. We had the lock. We had that little locker. Yeah. Well, they they said like we're closing at midnight. If you're not back here, you're not going to be able to get your stuff. So make sure you're back here. We're like, fuck. Okay, make that a plan. <laughs> Because we had our Buddhism books and our yeah our fucking CDs and stuff. Like, we're not going to carry that around all day. It's not like we brought a backpack or anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. And that was uh, for GPS and stuff like that. We were, oh, like, yeah. we were like. We had no idea. We had fucking MapQuest printed out pieces of paper to guide us around. So you kids listening, thank God you got GPS yeah, and don't dude. walk around New York City. I get <laughs> We we could have seen so much more shit too, like landmark stuff, like fucking Seinfeld stuff, and whatever. Yeah, we'll have to do a second trip just for a Seinfeld. I would fucking, I would <laughs> love to go back. It would be amazing to go back, and it would not cost that much money. We just do the same thing. <laughs> Old Greyhound? Not well. We, maybe not Greyhound, but you know what I'm saying? Like fuck, <laughs> that was rough. The, the I had to admit, the Greyhound's kind of rough. The trip only because it was the day trip each way. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Both, both trips were 23 hour trips, and that had a lot to do with the fucking 15 stops or whatever. And then we uh, met those in like Philadelphia. Damn it, it happened again. We met those dudes in Philly who love the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're like, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> uh, those, well, there was dudes on the bus too that wanted to listen to everything that we had. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, that's right. There was that one guy that wanted to like CD swap all the time. They didn't have their, I guess they didn't have their own CDs or their own CD player. So, well, you got cross country trip. Sometimes you got to yeah. prepare for it. And then you, you mentioned earlier the tornado. Uh, yeah, and the bus driver's like, I'm going to keep going. The fucking, yeah. The, <laughs> He's like tornado on the ground. Well, um, uh, we're just going to go. And I was actually asleep <laughs> when he made that announcement, so I wake up and you tell me, like, hey, man, <laughs> we're in the middle of a fucking storm. Yeah. And he said he's going. Yeah. I was like, what is, what? Pitch black outside, like, three in the morning. Yeah. And he's like, tornado on the ground. I don't care. I'm driving. I don't give a shit. He's like, I got a time limit. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Yep. <laughs> and I, I sympathize with the dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, when you got a job, job yeah. to get done, you got to do. He wants, he wants to keep his job. That means driving through a tornado. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's what he did. Even know? if you get fired for killing a bus full of people, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know. Uh, oh God. So, so much stuff happened. It's hard to like just digest it all yeah. right now to think about oh, it. Oh, and the tor- the tornado. Uh, I actually found out. When we got back, my guitarist for Abomination at the time had to move out of his house because the storm, the same storm. Was that Dave? Yeah, it was Dave. Who disappeared? Did anyone ever find him? <laughs> yeah, they, we found him and stuff. But the, the, uh, he had to move out of his house because the roof came off. Yeah, the roof. There was this shitty fucking apartments in High Ridge. Like, yeah, I remember being there one time. They're off of High Ridge Boulevard, but like, yeah, that, pat, that past old Highway PP. Yeah, that old towny part of High yeah. Ridge. If you if you live near High Ridge at all, it's right. It was right next to Marty's Bistro, or what used to be Marty's Bistro. I think Marty's Bistro closed now. 
they're moving it, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, yeah, because it's like packed on weekends. Like, it yeah. looks like there's no one ever there. Then, like, you drive by there like 10 o'clock yeah. at night. And also, Marty died, and I'm sure, like, he was probably the one that was like, I'm not moving this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old timey business owner. <laughs> right. Uh, so. My pappy. <laughs> the trip back was pretty fucking miserable. Uh, I, because we were just ready to be home. Yeah. And I remember we got back. And I asked Nate to be at the fucking train station at a certain time because I knew we were going to get there at the right time, you know? Like like we were saying, those fucking Greyhound people. Yeah, those guys are kidding. pros. Those guys are pros. So, of course, he hadn't even fucking left his house yet. And we had to sit up there for another hour and wait yeah. while, while Nate brought my car back up there. At least we got to smoke our cheap Missouri cigarettes. <laughs> <and she got laughs> yeah, back. that's true. Cigarettes were at the time, I think, like ten dollars, and we thought that was fucking insane. And, oh yeah, that, that, hey, Missouri hey, hey. cigarettes now are somewhere around eight dollars. <sighs> yeah, they're like, what are they? In I don't even. I haven't bought cigarettes in so long. I don't know how much they actually are. I think so. That, in New York, they got to be like close to twenty a pack or something like that. Probably now. fifteen to twenty. I would guess. We were going like 50, uh, 50 on cigarettes. <laughs> we were like, we were like, damn, oh, that's yeah. a lot. I'll do five if you do five. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, yes. Physical cigarettes are so so two thousands. <laughs> what were what are the other what are the other dream theater trips that we did? We we did Shy Town a couple times. Shy. Well, we we saw Liquid Tension where the fucking keyboards broke. We, uh, was, uh, we recorded show. Yeah. Also one. That was a. Uh, that was a fucking amazing show. At a jazz club, the guy came out with his jazz ponytail to open. <laughs> yeah, he totally did. Uh, <laughs> it was such a stereotypical jazz club, too. I wish I knew what the name of that club was, but I don't remember at all. Oh, man, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, it sounded great, though. Oh, yeah. But they basically just jammed the entire time because his fucking keyboards broke. Yeah, Jordan Roos just came out and was like, I'm on the phone with Roland in Japan. Yeah. That's the that's the only show that's ever happened at, and uh, I I kind of have a suspicion that maybe that was planned because they just wanted to jam. But but Jordan didn't get, didn't get to participate till the end when he came out and played guitar, which fucking blew my mind. Yeah, I didn't know he could jam on Apparently the guitar. Apparently, he could too. just fucking yeah. wail on guitar too. He was like Kirk ha- Kirk hammering it with the whammy and everything. He was just like ridiculous. That was fucking ridiculous. Uh, I think Patricia went on the. Patrucci went on the base, didn't he? I think so, yeah. And I think Port- they traded and uh, uh, Portnoy did Charlie, a little speech. Charlie Benante came out and played on drums for a little bit from Anthrax. Because yeah. he lives in Chicago, so. Does yeah. he? Oh, yeah. And he's a fucking, you know, he's a mark for Portnoy, too, you know. He fucking loves Portnoy. I thought everyone in Anthrax was like diehard New Yorkers like never no did. no he's he, he lives in Chicago uh, they, I'm, I think they grew up in Brooklyn though uh, <laughs> Scott Ian ain't ever gonna leave, the, leave there I mean <laughs> well, he, Scott Ian actually lives in LA now cause that's where all the music shit happens you yeah know what I mean? uh, but yeah obviously you know New Yorkers for life I guess uh, we also saw Dream Theater with Frank Zappa, uh, Frank Zappa Tribute, which was... Uh, Dweezil plays... Uh, Dweezil. Uh, Zappa Dweezil plays Zappa. Zappa. Did you know Dweezil's not allowed to do that anymore? Uh, the, he actually is doing it regardless. Really? Despite he, the legal yeah, obligations? It's a, the, the tour he's on now, which is coming to St. Louis, is called Dweezil's Apple Plays Whatever the Fuck He Wants Tour. Oh, hell yeah. Isn't that awesome? So he's just going to keep playing that fucking Zappa music regardless. Frank would want him to do that. Exactly. Seriously. If he's good enough to nail it, if he if he would play it not right, he yeah. would be pissed. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna run in and grab some beer. The burrs. The burrs. <laughs> the burrs. Uh, yeah. So, Dweezil's app was the man. I think that should be pretty obvious by this point. Who had to legally change his name to Dweezil because the hospital wouldn't let him. They're like, you're not naming your baby Dweezil. <laughs> and Frank was like, yeah, I am. So they like gave him like right off the top of the head. They like gave him like some, it's like six names or something like that. They no gave way. him that. Yeah. It's in the real Frank Zappa book. Uh, what people should do that are listening to this is should go listen to 
Dweezil on a recent Mark Maron podcast from a couple weeks ago. Dweezil went over the entire thing of what's going on right now with between the family. Basically, it's between him and Ahmed. Yeah, because Ahmed hasn't done anything in years. Right. So, <laughs> he, well, he's living off of his fucking dad's name, basically. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you and, live in uh, here? Well, and, yeah, I live in here. T- uh, Tyler from Tear Out the Heart lives in here. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, he lives right over there. He, uh... I'm a holla at him. <laughs> they just had that, uh... They just had that show right down the street here a couple weeks ago. Or a few weeks ago, uh... I saw him at the Firebird something last month. Something I think. on the floor, fe- floor fest or something like that was like on Hege right down the street. Oh yeah, they, which, they did like that. It was like Afton floor fest or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. I think it was right, 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 fucking like two minutes away. But uh, yeah, people should listen to that Mark Marin thing because he pours his heart out about his dad, and it's fucking heartbreaking. Because like you can hear how sad he is about. All oh, this dude, sh- I was sad when it's, Frank died. It's really about. <laughs> it's re- he's really. Feuding with his mom well, she after, she, yeah. after she's dead. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, she hid shit from them and the family. You serious? Like, all, like, all kinds of stuff. Well, so. he had four underground vaults of material and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, like, hid, like, personal family stuff. Yeah. And, like, uh, business details. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like, like as, as much stuff. as possible as, as she could get away with. I know? would imagine. Thank you for grabbing that. Uh, I'm gonna... Oh, you're welcome, sir. <laughs> and, uh, but like Tony invited me to, he was like, one of my bands is doing a show tonight in the Central West End if you want to come. And I was like, well, I'm kind of helping my sister do some stuff right now, but like, what time are you guys playing? And he's like, from 9 to nine to 12. And I was like, I'm not going to drive downtown at midnight. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I texted him the next day and I was like, well, how'd your show do, buddy? He's like, it was all right. We played for three hours, and I made fifteen bucks. Yeah. And I was like, you paid for three. I was like, three hours for fifteen bucks. That's slave wages. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're playing original music. It was all original material. I think so. They have three hours of original material. I'm guessing. Like, I'm. I don't think he's in a cover band. So throw throw a couple in there at least for the audience, guys. But see, <laughs> but see like if you. You gotta think like if there's four guys in his band, they got paid sixty bucks because they brought however many people or mm-hmm. whatever, and the bar still has to make its money. Mm-hmm. So, but like we were saying earlier in the car, like you make money when you go out on the road, and yeah. they're not going out on the road. That's not. They like refused to go out on the road in the old days. I don't. I that I. Like I was, I was open to it, but we we had no basis for going out. Well, ba- a lot of bands these days go on tour before they even play like local shows. Yeah, it's, but, but I guess with the internet. But now, see, the, we were ba- the the music that I we used to play, not Thorhammer, but Irie, uh for the listeners, um, is sort of a sublimey kind of thing, and like that's not really in. You know what I'm saying? It turned like, into a sublimey thing. I'm that's, like, yeah, but like, it's not really a music that is uh, marketable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of a niche these days. Yeah, right and who did we always have at our shows was our buddies, and that's it. Yeah. So like, there was never really any like outside crowd coming in. It was like our thing. Yeah. Our it was inclusive, not. Uh, exclusive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> it, no, it was exclusive, not inclusive. There we go. Yeah. So that's kind of, that was sort of the downfall of that. And I, I actually haven't, I know you particularly liked the Drummer History video, uh, podcast that I did. Oh, I love all your Those podcasts. Episodes. You listen to all of them? I'm a rabid, rabid podcast, of, okay. a rabid fan of your podcast. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't, We're not here to suck my dick or anything we're not here to <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately yeah I was kind of I mean you gave me a beer I'm kind of hoping you know kind of hoping you might drop your shorts <laughs> I, don't to, I don't want to make this about like, make this about me or anything I guess we came here for two different reasons <laughs> uh, I think 
I think I I do want to do the Irie because that's kind of the point that I got to with those drum history things. It's really like when I run out of something to talk about or like. Well, you brought up, you brought up the thing you did with um, Brandon and Casey. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I was, that was called, I was progressing in the timeline. Yeah. You know what I'm so like it got to the point where yeah I met that Irie stuff, but. Uh, it's sort of like when when it's a slow news week in Thorhammer, yeah. or like I haven't podcasted with a friend or something in a while, yeah. uh, or or like I don't have any, I don't have anything backlogged. Like that's when I'll do a solo show where mm-hmm. it's about history and stuff. So like I'm gonna get to that Irie stuff, and I sort of touched on it a little bit with you here, but like. I could really dig deep into some of that keep stuff. It, and, keep and it like, a mystery get, for the big episode. And get real. Oh, man. We could like, like, like That's the, the best fucking podcast. Motley Crue, the dirt. <laughs> the best podcasts, dude, are like real human interaction. Oh, like, of course. Not, not fucking sugarcoating anything. Oh, yeah. Because like, if I'm going to tell that story, I can't fucking sugarcoat it. You don't even like candy. I got to <laughs> Yeah, I don't. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know me that well, but... Uh, I just... Well, I remember when we worked at Friendship Village, someone offered you a piece of candy one time, and you were like, I don't want it. I don't and want I was that. like, Chris, don't eat candy. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I'm, I'm just like, not into that. I was like, oh my God, I'm addicted to candy. <laughs> Chris, don't like candy. I like sugar. I like, uh, like chocolate a little bit. Uh, I never go overboard on any of that stuff. Oh, God, dude. That's how I'm able to keep my boyish figure. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, candy's aged me. That's a, that's when I got my stash. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, With the licorice lips. and. <laughs> but if I'm ever going to get into that stuff, I can't. I can't um, lie, and I can't. You know what I mean? Like it has to be. We all got like kids and stuff now, except, it has except to be, Tony. It has to be totally genuine. Tony um, got in a. I had a beef with Tony. We cleared it up, but Tony was beef with me because it was the first time I talked to him for a while. And I like you know I like my sense of humor. Sometimes I can like tease people like like old buddies. Yeah. I was like, oh Tony man, I heard you having a baby. Just just joking around. And he got pissed. And then he like just like fired up on me like, fuck you, Brian. Don't text me, don't call me, no nothing like that, blah, 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 fuck you, Brian, blah, 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 blah. That's so I was weird. Like, Dude, all I did was say, I heard you're having a baby. Which is a mild joke. Like, I could, like, I didn't say I heard you had, like, AIDS and cancer of the ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> which I guess maybe I will next time, but. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not anything worth getting mad about. Um, well, I wanted to kind of talk about since we are our friendship is super rooted in like rock and roll we've known each other for like 20 years now our bonding has always been about like rock and roll and oh yeah metal and stuff we like were that. like the original metalheads at school <laughs> so we so, were like the only kids that actually were into well, on our stuff. bus <laughs> especially on the bus yeah we like, were like switch our like. What you got in your CD player today? Right. You were like, I got Hate Breeds Perseverance. <laughs> oh my dude, let me check that out. Dude, yeah, that's heavy that. as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we we definitely bonded over in, in our earliest days of our friendship over that stuff. But but really, you and I met because of Tyler. Tyler's birthday party. Yeah, that's when we first met. Right, because uh, you guys would like. Our house was sort of like the destination for a lot of get-togethers. Alamorado was like a was like a party town. Like like after kids got out of school, yeah, totally. It was like Alamorado. Yeah, (laughs) it was centralized. It was like a lot of uh, a lot of different people lived on that street. Sometimes I'd get off the bus at Alamorado. Right, I would just get off there, and my parents would pick me up later. Dan Hagedorn, yeah, hang out with Tyler, you know. But and then Josh would come a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Josh is there too. <laughs> Which is interesting. What Josh is back when he was in that Tupac. Yeah, like the evolution of Josh has been always interesting. He's always an evolving character, though. I for must sure. admit. Now he's in his now he's in his left left politics phase. The left? I thought he was on the right. He's Our, Republic, oh yeah, yeah Republican. Fuck, he would hate that I said that. Oh, he would get <laughs> he would get super pissed if you said he was on there, the left. The only reason I said he's on the left is because I don't. I'm not a political person at all, and mm-hmm. I just like I just 
it just came out. Josh, I didn't mean it, okay? Yeah. Calm down. This is the only podcast he's ever going to check out. And <laughs> we that's the know one who yeah. you like. It's fine. Uh, yeah, so, and no offense to either side. I'm I'm outside of that entire game. You're a libertarian. <laughs> I, I just don't... It's, it's become so entrenched now that I, I find it a lot easier to just view it from the outside objectively. Well, it's, it's your, it's your life's on the line these days. Yeah. Like, people will... You take a side and you're... Yeah, you, you are, know. you are getting fights. Right. But, uh, Isla Mirada, fuck, I'm, like, the, I'm so lucky to have grown up on that street, and you, and you're lucky to have, like, been there along for the ride. Well, the whole, our whole bus was, was crazy. Oh, for sure. We, we had, like, the same bus route for, for literally all... 13 years from like kindergarten yeah. to senior year for sure all... well and then in, in the high school years and the middle school years you just add an extra half an hour yeah 45 minutes onto the bus ride which is fucking insane it was like we lived so far away from the school we well, went to unbelievable we had far. to get up so early That's for that stuff I hated that that trained me for later in life yeah, yeah, they're they're getting us real ready for the workforce. Yeah, <laughs> they really groomed us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, well, school starts at seven twenty, but you guys got to get up at five thirty to catch that bus at six. <laughs> that, sucked. <laughs> that sucked so bad. You you slept most mornings. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, like when I you, would put my when you had the on. fro. You had that fro for a while, and it was like, it was, dude, at that you time, you died in black. At that time, I would stay up late and watch, like, fucking Seinfeld and stuff. Oh, and Conan. Yeah. I was a Conan. I would stay up super it. late and then pay the price big time. Oh, God. Because we'd have to get up so early. And, of course, my my family's, like, working class, so we don't have fucking money for a car. Yeah. An extra car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, b- by the way, I would much George rather... George has shit to do. <laughs> yeah. I would much rather pay for drums than a car, and that is the choice I made, by the way. I had a choice between buying a used car... That's your passion. Yeah, or buying a drum set. Yeah, do what you love, you know what I mean? If you notice love that... Love is law. If, I, I think I'm at one bar on battery, so... If you notice that light go off while we're talking... Make sure there's three lights. I don't know which one. The, uh, if it goes off, I'm a podcast virgin. If it just goes, <laughs> if, if the red goes off, make sure I know. Make okay. sure I notice so that we can switch batteries. I hope I'm a returning guest. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, it's, this podcast has been a long time coming for real. Like I want my, I want, I'm dying to get, I'm dying to get on. I want all like Jimmy has been on for probably like eight or nine times now. Yeah. And it's a shame that it's taken us so long to hang out. Like, I don't even remember the last time we hung out. Last time we hung out, I... F- it might have been a concert. We... Oh! We saw Chris Hardwick live. That's comedy stand-up. Fuck, dude, we Chris went Hardwick to a, was like a year ago. We went to a stand-up comedy gig, I think it was last time we like, actually Valentine's hung out, hung out. Yeah. That was on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Or 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 some or maybe like April of that year. I'm um, usually people's go to when their Valentine's Day plans fall through. <laughs> I'm mean, yeah. I bought it. Maybe <laughs> I bought it for my ex for Valentine's Day and she bailed. You were going through that Rocky period with that oh, totally, one with yeah. that one girl. Uh-huh. Hmm? And I was like, You guys aren't fighting or anything, are you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh yeah, we She it was either Right before that, or soon after that, that we broke up officially, and then she ended up <laughs> she ended up paying the rest of the rent for the rest of the year. Hey, so that was pretty sweet. I who would complain about that? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have made it any other way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I wouldn't have been able to afford that place. It was it was a good two hundred more than this place is. So, uh, but this place is cool though for the coziness. Yeah, this is this is actually the first time I've sat down with somebody and podcasted in my place. Where do you normally do it at? Uh, like the ones with Jimmy were at Jimmy's place. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of is times. Is he still with Kenny? Do him and Kenny no. still live together? No, no. Jimmy has his own place in Cape Town, right by you. Oh, word. Yeah, he's literally like two minutes from you. So, but anyway, yeah, I a lot of times I podcast in the Jeep. <laughs> oh, on the road. Exactly. <laughs> on the road. Or like, 
I'll go out there and do a solo episode while she's in there sleeping in the morning or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Chris ain't talking. Just so she knows, Chris is not talking to himself. <laughs> I get up super early in the morning sometimes, and I'll just take care of it then once in a while. You know Whisper I mean? cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so back to back to the early fucking days. So you were actually there when I started playing drums. Mm-hmm. Like, you were probably there within a week of me buying the fucking drum kit and checking it out. Because I played guitar at a real yeah. age. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we never we never did anything when we were young. We could have had, like, the, the most progressive seven-year-old band. <laughs> we're like, for sure. <laughs> I, had to, I had to, like, reach, reach out online in the earliest days of, like, the internet and shit. Mm-hmm. Back uh, STL Punk. Yeah. That was the, the original networking. Uh, uh, I actually hooked up with uh, Ian and Josh through AOL Messenger. Really? Yeah. I met, I, I ser- did a search of profiles for people in Fenton area mm-hmm. that play music. And it Josh's profile turned up, and then he was already jamming with uh, Rusnik mm-hmm. at the time. So, like, it just... Everything came together that way. Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so where was I going with that? I interrupted uh, with my Goo Goo Dolls joke. No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> jokes are welcome, always. Uh, well, I, one of the earliest times that we hung out, I remember, was going to... Uh, well, really, when I su- got super into heavy metal was... You had a Van Halen sticker on your bunk bed when you and Tyler shared a room. Did I? Yeah. I don't even remember the Van Halen stickers. I, for some reason, I remember stuff like that all the time. Yeah, that's you had, awesome. Like, you had like the a Van Halen sticker on the top bunk. Uh, I, I mean, I did certainly remember listening to Van Halen when I was a kid. Like, oh, George... Yeah. George and my dad were my main influences for heavy metal. Well, and, your dad liked and, Metallica and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, and see, that's where I was going with that. Was yeah. like my dad turned me on to that, mm-hmm. and pretty seamlessly moved into uh, middle school days and high school days of mm-hmm. like I was the, I was actually the oldest, so a lot of my music influence came from not. Most people, like, a lot of families, I think, get their influence from, like, their older brother or their older sister, Mm -hmm. and they pass music down to them. Yeah. Because they're sort of similar in age, so they get, they're like, you would probably like this because we're almost the same age. Yeah. It's sort of like that kind of deal. Yeah. But my deal was, like, my parents were listening to it, I happened to be around. Yeah. And I was, and or in the car with them or whatever. Yeah. And... And I think you had a lot of that with your dad too. Well, I got I got a lot of the like brush. The, the prog rock side yeah. of stuff from my father. But like when it came to like discovering metal, heavier stuff, it, it was, was usually from like my your oh, sister. Oh, right? my sister's boyfriends. Like I like like when I discovered Tool in like fifth grade, uh-huh. I was like, "The fuck is this?" <laughs> you know, yeah, I was see, like, I was like, he's got White Zombie, Alice in Chains. You know? Yeah. And I just, and I just like... They whatever had like, whatever was on the point was my reference for, like, newer alternative... Oh, man, the that point. kind of stuff. Like, when Tool... Howard Stern, when Howard Stern was on it, I used yeah. to listen to him every morning. Like, Tool and Alice in Chains. I love Alice like, in Chains. I love those Alice and, and Chains. Pearl Jam. Like, all those bands were relegated to the point. They were like not... Nirvana? I love Nirvana. Uh, yeah, I... Back in the day, I liked it more, and I think like I still do a little bit. I, the The heaviness of the mix and the drums and the guitar. You talking about like in utero, like the rawness I'm of in utero. In utero and uh, never mind. Well, never mind is really polished. Well, but it's but it's clean and loud. Oh, it's very mixed clean. loud. Well, Butch Vig is is a is a mastermind. Yeah, but he makes that shit loud as fuck. Yeah, and the drums like. I heard the opening to uh, whatever that what what's that fucking song where it's like 
Super turned on to Metallica and stuff, and then that evolved into our wheelhouse. Which I had to actually defend Slipknot on a recent band podcast that we had because really, yeah, because the other three dudes are about four years younger than me or in the group in, in, in Thorhammer. Yeah, they're like four ish years younger than me. So like they weren't in that, and they weren't smack dab in the middle of that. When we were, well, we saw we saw him on the Iowa tour front row. See, that's what that I'm cemented. I that cemented that in my brain. I, I became a fan just after they played, like the at Pops and yeah, and the pa- uh, not the pageant. Uh, it was Pops and the railing almost got uh, torn down. Did they play? On the, the, did they play the pageant one of those early? Oh shows no, no, no. Or, very, was it Mississippi Nights? They or played. They played. Ozfest '99. Yeah. Then they came back and did Pops, and the second and the railing on the second floor almost got ripped off, and then they blew up. Yeah. To where they started playing right. like arenas and shit. But there wasn't any other tours. That I don't think through. they ever did pageant or anything. I like think that. Pops was the Cold Chamber tour, probably right. Probably. Yeah. Where they opened for Cold Chamber and fucking blew them off the stage. Every, yeah. Every night. Yeah. So. I actually had to defend him. And I'm, <laughs> Cold Chamber. But, but, Sweet. but my position, and I'll, I'll just say it again for you, since I don't know, I don't know if you listened to that band one yet or not. Cold Chamber? No, no. <laughs> when I, yeah, when I was like twelve, well, I, I did. know. Where <laughs> I had to defend Slipknot. I don't think I heard that one. I might have missed uh, that one. It was the road to. Was it the road to Des Moines? Either the road to Des Moines or road to KC. I might have blocked it out because people talking bad about Slipknot just really doesn't stick <laughs> in my head. <laughs> it was the it was the road to Des Moines. Yeah, you should listen to that. But but basically, uh, my position was that uh, uh, I was fourteen in nineteen ninety nine when they hit, mm-hmm. and fourteen is like your teen angst. Oh yeah, it's like your your hormones and shit just start kicking in, and you're like you're angrier about is shit. It, and, and is yeah. there a better time for heavy metal to enter your life? 
The lyrics to Surfacing sum up being 14. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and and uh, that's my, my basic position on that is like, uh, like for me to not listen to Slipknot was like, why would I not? Well, f- I remember first thing the reason why I got into Slipknot was uh, it was before I heard him on the radio or anything. It was like right when the CD came out and I saw it at Streetside Records. Yeah. And I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, for an album cover, I'm like, what does this sound like? And it had the Ouija board burning on the yeah, back yeah. and stuff like that. I, I remember seeing the album cover too yeah. before I ever heard anything really. I did. I remember seeing people wear t-shirts in middle school too, and I was like, "What the fuck is this mask band? They look yeah. evil as fuck." I gotta see what that is. I was like, "What does this sound like?" Yeah. And then soon after, like my entire wardrobe was Slipknot. Yeah. Then I, just started, <laughs> then I started wearing nothing but Slipknot shirts. And then of course I got called a poser. Oh but yeah, well that's that's just, yeah, just but like the, but the kids who were posers though, yeah. they still be like they'd be like they'll they'd be like, well, what's your favorite Slipknot song? Yeah. Wait and bleed. Like what do you mean that's your favorite Slipknot song? You want to hear a funny? I you'll remember this day, but a funny story I had from middle school being a Slipknot fan. Uh, I bought the orange jumpsuit. Oh, I remember that you had the magazine. Yeah, but I wore I wore it to school. Just to freak people out, and you scare people when you dressed up as, as the singer of Muffet. Yeah, yeah, that was a bullet hole and that that was everything. Thing. I screwed. Yeah. yeah, I screwed up. Uh, Kids were like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yeah, and I'm like, "That's my buddy Chris." I just, <laughs> I just did that to fuck with people too, but, but <laughs> well, you succeeded. In middle school, I wore it uh, towards the end of eighth grade, I think, and uh. I don't even remember Coach Fisher or or, or oh, gym teacher. Fisher. Yeah, I remember that guy. Douchebag. Total douche. So fat. Oh, Overweight super, for a gym teacher. Super fat. Real mad if you couldn't do enough push-ups, but yeah, he saying. couldn't do one. Yeah, he was a dick. And oh, total dick. I hated that guy. Uh, I so I would the day that I wore that, he was one of the people specifically that was laughing at me, and he said. Uh, Something about, uh, he said something about, oh, is that where you're gonna end up? Is in jail when you're. I'm like, I didn't even dignify it with a response, but like. I, I hated that, like, where we grew up and stuff like that. I hated, like, it was like, but you know, like, if you were wearing, like, a, a George Strait cu- yeah. jumpsuit, <laughs> everyone would be like, that guy's gonna go to college, I guarantee it. Well, and then, what, where I got my comeuppance later, was I played his wedding anniversary? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, we. Me, it was the real life dinosaurs. It was me. Uh, you Gre- you you played with them for a little me, bit. Me, Greg Clark, and that and was Dan- our and Dangerous Dan Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> it was our band. I didn't know you were the drummer for them. Yeah, for real life dinosaurs. It was, I thought was it was us. that one Greg guy. No, not that. There was two Gregs in there. He I might thought. he he might have played with in a band with them before that, but but this was during. This was this was during Irie when this happened. And, yeah, uh, real life dinosaurs. I did some solo stuff during that period. Yeah, well, we played a show with you probably, but real this life one dude gave me this one dude. Like, I guess that's a separate that's a separate story right there. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, that's. But, but <laughs> we played we played Fisher's. <coughs> excuse me, we played Fisher's wedding anniversary, and uh, and. I, he looked back at me at one point when we were playing like Stranglehold and we were doing like a jammy part of Stranglehold where we were just <laughs> the, the boo boo yeah but well when the solo happens later we just like would play whatever cause improv it did yeah cause Greg, note for note. Would, Greg would never really play the solos like note for note he would just like do his own thing well he never like I remember jamming with him a couple times and he was like I don't know anything I don't know any music theory and I was like you gotta learn the basics like yeah you gotta learn like but he's ABCs literally. Well, he's but he's actually a really talented player for, dude, for now, not for not having any like background in the theory of it. Him and him and those dudes. He's got he's got ears. He's got he's got the ears for music though. Him and those dudes and uh, his his original project is going to be coming with an EP, Big Rigs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and his Queens Boulevard cover band like super successful. 
Like, really? Yeah, like tonight they're playing a ballpark village after the Cardinals game. Are you serious? Dude, yeah, they play they and they play casinos and they fucking they kill it, dude. Oh, the casino circuit already. That's <laughs> that's usually when the bands are on the come down though. No, no, no. His cover bands make Oh, oh, oh of course they do. Uh and I and congrats to them for Oh like, fuck yeah, congrats. Any yeah. If if he at any I'm super proud of any of my friends being successful in any kind of music uh, venue or oh, yeah. or uh, or lane whatsoever. You know what I mean? I'm happy if my friends have a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I really want to see Greg do more of is original stuff, and I'm super fucking proud of him for finally getting an original thing together. Yeah. I need to get something going. Like, they've been a band for a while, but they got that EP finally coming out. So. Yeah. Cheers to you, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Greg and Tyler Christensen. Christensen. I can't talk. Ooh.